Hello everyone, my name is Lino Ferro, the host of Crib Wolf Talks. Every month we focus on issues and provide information related to the critical housing crisis and the quality of life faced by members of our vulnerable population, primarily individuals with developmental disabilities and those with various physical and mental challenges. We search for topics based on events that are current and have a direct or indirect correlation on our vulnerable population. We invite guests to appear on our program who provide our audience with a better understanding of the issues being discussed on our show, Crib Wolf Talks. The lack of supportive housing remains one of the most serious issues faced by many families, especially those families caring for their loved ones who need constant care and guidance. In one of our early podcasts, I had the pleasure of chatting with Mr. David Petko, Director of Community Engagement at Christian Horizons. In that earlier podcast episode, we discussed the Christian Horizons organization and their changing culture that is based on their belief that people who experience disabilities belong to communities in which their God-given gifts are valued and respected. The change in strategic direction appears to be focused in allowing the people they service to have a choice and a voice on what services and which community they wish to live in. Our program ended with us wishing much success to Christian Horizons with their multi-unit residential project they were planning to initiate. We acknowledge that this new and exciting housing project would address the critical housing shortage, the changing environment, and the need for more inclusive residential living arrangements with the necessary support systems. A tall order, but a very welcome one. Without further ado, I am very pleased to introduce my good friend, David Petko. David, thank you for coming to the show today. It's great to hear see you here today. It's been, what, a year since we last saw each other? You were on our, one of our first podcasts. It time, has been, and yes, just, I was. Time just flies. Yeah. We're going to talk about your new project, your multi-residential project in southwest west central Ontario. And uh, however, I want to get into some other questions right now related to what I've read in, uh, on your website, specifically the, uh, your new strategic plan. It's called the Outcome-Based Community Plan which has four outcomes, right? And uh, the first one being people experience core values. And, and there are actually four core values to the, your first outcome from what I read. The first one being valuing people. So let's t tell me about what's behind this core value, valuing people. Yeah, so our onward strategic plan is central to shaping who we are and what we're doing into the future for sure. Um, and starting off with those core values like valuing people is fundamental for us, absolutely. And the valuing people comes from really, I think the 55 year journey that we as an organization have been on and what we've witnessed in our, in our society and in our communities of unfortunately a lot of people not being valued. And so what we're bringing to the to the table, to the future there, is how do we make sure that people experience that value? We as an organization with our Christian heritage and our Christian faith really believe that everyone's made in the image of God, and therefore that gives intrinsic value to people, meaning everybody has uh, a place in the community, everybody has gifts and abilities and skills to bring to the community so that they can give to that community as well as receive from that community. So being valued is, yeah, one of those core building blocks for us as we, as we move forward and want everything based on those things. Great, great. 
And, and that's so important, right? Because it's like not judging a book by its cover, right? So individuals uh, may have disabilities, varied abilities of one, one kind or another, and we tend to jump to conclusion and, and uh, kind of look at these people as something different or whatever, but they have all gifts, they're talented, they'll have the right to, you know, to coexist and, and to be uh, within society, accept in the community, right? So it's great that people acknowledge that and it's inherent in your first core, in your first uh, core value. The second one is fostering belonging. So that's like an interesting one, fostering belonging. I think I know what that means, but what can you tell us about that? Yeah, two really key words there, fostering and, and belonging. So the fostering piece is really cultivating and creating the space and creating the opportunity for the belonging to grow and for communities to grow. Um, and the belonging piece is, I think, uh, an evolution from, um, from inclusion, right? It's, it's that next step where uh, we like to, to say, you know, inclusion is uh, we've made a space for you and belonging is we miss you when you're not here. And I think that's a really key principle to that core value for us of fostering, doing things that foster belonging for people where it's not just space has been made, but they're an intrinsic part of the community that, yeah, you're missed if you're not here. So I think that's, that's the heart of, of that value for us. Well, give me an example. How, how, how do you make that happen though? Like, I mean, I understand it, you know, when you explain it to us, but how do you make somebody you know, belong in the community or foster this, this kind of... Uh... I'm not sure you make them, yeah. but I think you create the opportunity for meaningful relationships to grow. And I think these things are built on people really knowing people, mm -hmm. um, people understanding what gifts and abilities they bring to a relationship. And that relationship could be everything from being a part of the community, a community group, to a very personal friendship relationship. I think it's when people know who you are, know your abilities and skills and gifts, as well as your challenges and the things that are hurdles in your life. I think those are the things that um, really help us to really understand belonging. I know for me, um, you know, I, I belong in places, or I enjoy being places where People know me and know who I am and what I bring to the table and sometimes what I receive from the community because of my own shortfalls right. or, or challenges in life. So I think it's really about relationships and it's really about respecting everyone's equality in that. So your third one that, uh, in your strategic plan is servicing others as part of this first outcome. Servicing others in what way? Yeah, serving others is, is critical um, because it's really about the fact that sometimes we have to commit to doing things for and with other people to serve them. Um, so it's, it's about posturing ourselves as an organization so that others can receive uh, from the gifts and abilities of us as an organization or the community partners that we have or um, the, the people in our community that can, can help that out. So I think that's really about, um, yeah, really a, a servant attitude, knowing that sometimes you're walking alongside people and sometimes you're simply providing 
and and offering services to them. So again, a core value of that we want people to to know that when they need something, when they need something from us, that we're going to have that posture of service. Okay. So you also talk about the fourth one is respecting gifts. What do you what do you what can you tell us about that part? Everybody has gifts, True. and everybody. Uh, it needs to be valued for those those gifts, and I think again this is can be seen a little bit in the history of of our our culture and our society, um, where people, especially with the developmental disability, uh, you know, been institutionalized, mm -hmm. and I don't think there's any easy way to say this other than separated from the rest of society and not valued and not. Uh, we didn't we didn't wrap around them and and say hey you're part of our community because you got something to give instead we said oh you you need services and you should be treated like a patient and therefore be in this institution and of course we've come a long long way from that and so we want to make sure that people experience the fact that they have something to offer Absolutely. as does everybody and so um yeah those that gifting piece is is just i think a, a statement of everybody's value and that communities really are missing out when we don't give everybody opportunity to exercise those gifts and skills and abilities um and that can be can can lead to giving to other people and can also lead to receiving um so i think that's a really great part of of community life very good. So the second outcome says the people self-direct their services. What does this mean? Yeah. So I think it's, this one is, is good to start by saying, what does it not mean? Mm -hmm. And what does it not mean, again, is somewhat historical in that it doesn't mean people are told, this is what you need. This is what you're going to get in, in terms of services. This is, this is the, the descriptor we've put on you. Instead, it's saying, what do you need? Uh, how, how would you like to direct your life and, and the services that you receive rather than just have someone else decide for you? I think, I think it's, um, it's incredibly liberating and it's incredibly um, respectful and it's growing our communities to be able to welcome people in and to be able to say, what, what do you need from us? Um, I think some of the, the things that we can reflect on in the past are when agencies, well-meaning as we have been, uh, have done and made decisions for people mm -hmm. rather than with people. And or decisions by people. Uh, and I think that's the change that we want to see happen in our own services, thus it's part of our strategic plan, and in the community around us. You know, it's so in line with uh, today's movement. Eh? We, uh, we're hearing more and more about inclusivity, but specifically to this core, uh, this, this uh, outcome is the choice, right? The yep. fact that an individual with developmental disabilities or any of the varied abilities has the right to choose, right? To make decisions on their own, right? Not and I think that's what I'm hearing from you. So, so uh, my accolades to that. That's good to hear that. And I'm, I would just add to that as well that you know, it, it's a it's a mentality, mm -hmm. but it's also something that our system needs to 
to grapple with because how organizations and communities are funded, uh, I think it's changing. Mm -hmm. And we're working really hard uh, with provincial government partners and others uh, to say, how, how can this work better for people so that they have much more control over the services that they receive and how they receive them and the choices that they have and the ability to change those choices with whatever's happening in their life at the time. I think it's really critical for us to, to press into that. And I'm really proud of the work that Christian Risens is doing ar around that. Great, great. And, and it's true. I mean, this doesn't work unless both sides work together, right? An individual with disabilities wants to choose, wants to make decisions, but the community agencies also have to adopt this this way of thinking and incorporate that into their uh, operations, right? And that's great. So the, la the last uh, outcome is people experience communities of belonging. I think this is clearly in line with the growing sentiments of inclusivity, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? Can you elaborate a little bit more on this, this last outcome of people experiencing communities of belonging? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, easy to kind of reflect on the past when that wasn't happening mm -mm. in people's lives and, and in the services that surrounded people. They didn't experience that belonging because they were a service recipient. They were um, a, a spectator in their own world, if you would be. Um, but that idea of moving from inclusion to belonging um, is kind of like inclusion saying, we've made space for you, but belonging takes it a little bit further and says, we, we miss you when you're not here. And that's a really kind of cool nuance for us to, to be thinking about, to say, oh, if somebody's not here and, and they're missed, then they belong here. And I think that's, that's something that we really need to contemplate because it's, it's really critical for us. So that fostering belonging um, and communities where people belong is really fundamental to everything we do. And you know, the, the people that receive services from Christian Horizons span a wide range of what they want, what they need in their lives, what they choose for in their lives. And so some of the work that, that we're doing is really trying to, to open up that, let's say, menu of services that people can, can choose from uh, so that they can figure out where do I belong in this, in this community? And uh, I think another element of that is uh, the, again, I'll say that evolution uh, that we've experienced as an organization is changing from doing for people to doing with people. And uh, also understanding that we as an organization, not only um, we shouldn't be um, everything to everybody, so the idea that we need to play a, a role in someone's life, but we don't need to do everything. We, we've got to help people access things from the community and be a part of the community. And I think that's uh, the, the neat thing about, you know, I know we'll talk a little bit about some of the, the multi-unit stuff, uh, but I think that's a, a really cool feature moving that forward as well. Thank you for those comments on the outcome belonging. I'm really endeared to that topic because I look at a family, you know, with uh, you know, caring for an individual with developmental disabilities or even varied abilities, um, you know, waiting to transition into independent living arrangement uh, with supports, you know, uh, you want to be certain that they're going to be in a community that they grew up in, that they're accustomed to, that they, they're familiar with, right? 
So that to me is a very important uh, outcome. I'm so glad that you incorporated that in your strategic plan. So let's move now to your very exciting multi-residential construction project, sir. Uh, that's started that you told us about a year ago. Um, can you tell us if you're on target, David? Of course we're not on target. <laughs> um, you know, it's a challenging environment. Mm. I, I won't kid you. Uh, the the project, we are super excited about it. We've got so much to celebrate in terms of the design and the partners that are, are on board. Uh, but it's really at some critical stages, there's no doubt. Uh, but, you know, the vision stays the same. And that vision is to create that... Uh, place of, of belonging and that place of, of inclusion. And uh, so, yeah, we've, we've got our challenges ahead of us. We're not there yet. We don't have a shovel in the ground, um, but we're working really hard to try and figure things out. Great, great. Um, do you feel, are there any major stumbling blocks that you can tell us about that uh, we've encouraged since you initiated this project a year ago? Yeah, well, the pandemic has been a real challenge there's no doubt and i think we've all seen it in terms of uh, interest rates and labor issues and and price escalation um, so we're at a stage right now where we're figuring out what the what the cost of the project will actually be and uh, you know our commitment is to uh, is to affordability um, you know we really want to make sure that uh, a person that lives on ODSP can afford a home and um, that is priority number one for us. So, so we're working through those issues uh, and that means a lot of discussions with uh, partners, uh, whether they be uh, government partners, uh, donors. Um, so we've got, uh, we've got some things that uh, we've got a journey down yet, mm -hmm. but I would say the, the economic impacts right now and the economic realities are really the, the biggest thing. And I know that that's true of so many other people that are pressing into this space and trying to figure out housing affordability for people. Well, I can imagine that COVID was a deterrent for many uh, individuals uh, starting to projects uh, during that period. So I'm not surprised to hear that one. You know, I was just recently, David, I was at, uh, attended a mayoral candidate uh, debate you know, with three uh, incumbent, three people, you know, running for mayor. The reason I went there was that the topic of choice was affordable housing. So it falls right into our discussion. Uh, and uh, there, you know, they danced around a lot of pro, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, topics. But uh, there's some good ideas, uh, and then you know, some that probably uh, would not uh, come to fruition for various reasons. But what I did learn was uh, some things about inclusionary and non and exclusionary zoning. So zoning is a big thing. And I would have thought that that would have been, was that an issue with uh, with your project that you're doing, your, not, new, your new project? Not so much with, with that one. There were some technical zoning things around parking and, and that, but um, no, because our our goal here is homes, homes for people. Um, no matter who you are. And certainly we as an organization wanted to make sure that that included people that experience a developmental disability. Um, so that's very different than going into a community and saying, uh, you know, I want to create a 
group home or a institution, which is not what we're we're talking about at all here. So really, the zoning issue um, didn't impact us that way at all because the end goal for us here is that people supply their own homes with their own income. And because we know some people are living off ODSP and are, have very limited income, that's why we want to be really committed to uh, deep affordability in, in this project and in another project that we have uh, up in Northern Ontario. True, but uh, just to remind our, our audience is that when you first introduced to us this new project, it was a 20-unit 20 unit multi-unit residential uh, building, correct? With mixed tenancies, that's still the idea of having individuals with developmental disabilities, maybe with some other uh, vulnerable population member or some other interest group. Is that the way this thing is going to, this building is going to, this project is going to be uh, continued or has there been changes to the concept at that time that was submitted to the, I'm sure the, uh, the various authorities? Yeah, no change there at all. Uh, envisioning a very diverse community with diverse levels of rent that includes deep affordability uh, for a portion of the building, for sure. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I really like that, right? I mean, an individual, just to be clear, you don't have somebody with developmental disabilities or somebody else, you know, another some other member of the vulnerable population, maybe a senior citizen or some, you know, other individual working or living in a place you know, in, that is inclusive and, uh, you know, interactive, right? So this, this would be wonderful. We had, if we had more of these, I think we all know that we would be moving towards a time when people's wait lists would be diminishing instead of increasing. It's critical to the model for the diversity of the model, but because of the f economic challenges, it's now also really critical to the financial model. Absolutely. Because you really need market or close to market rents to help make that affordability happen. And that's really the challenge with increased uh, interest rates, with decreased government funding. Um, you know, CMHC, I think, is getting really challenged with uh, the level of funding that is happening. So we really need to and need to continue advocating for a lot of systems change as well around affordable housing. Well said. So um, we can't be on the show forever. We have to come to a close. But what would be David's final comment if you had a takeaway message for the audience? What would you like people to, to go away with? with? What message would that be? I think my message would be we have got so much to celebrate um, around the the journey that people with that experience a developmental disability have had in our community and our society and that journey to being in communities that belong but at the same time we have so much more work to do and that includes housing that includes choice in the services that you provide that includes making sure that the community is a welcoming and belonging space and that includes all those things we talked about earlier about being valued for who you are, bringing your gifts and abilities, and experiencing that in community. Well, I wish you all the luck and all the people at Christian Horizons and with this new strategic plan. Hope things go the way they're supposed to. And thank you for coming today, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you. We have come to the end of our show. 
I wish to express my gratitude to David Petko for taking time to appear on our show today. It is very important that Christian Horizons has taken bold steps to make a difference in the community. Their new strategic plan, outcome-based planning, signifies that all the stakeholders are being heard. The people they service, their families, employees, and the community partners. Christian Horizons' new multi-residential project is important in that it gives us hope that many more nonprofits will be successful in bringing their housing model to reality and in doing so, reduce the number of Canadians with varied abilities with these ridiculous wait lists. I know people have heard me say many times, I only want my son and others to live in dignity, safe and fully engaged in the community of their choice. Thank you for watching and listening to our program, Crib with Talks. If you missed any of our previous webcasts, catch us on your TV, Halton, Kojiko's community channel covering local news and productions in the Burlington and Oakville areas. I'm well aware that all the Kojiko subscribers have many choices on your TV, Halton. Tuning into the community channels provides viewers with some very interesting community insights. We hope you will follow us on your TV, Halton. You can also visit CribWithTalks.com and various social media platforms for any of our posted episodes. Should you wish to share your story and be a part of our future webcast, please send us your story to info at CribWithTalks.com. I'm Lino Farah, and remember, let's turn the housing crisis from a discussion to a solution where all persons with or without a disability are secure in a place they call home.